Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. Adios, motherfuckers. This is Nick. This is probably my last episode for a while. I wanted to say we're going to go over all the things that we wanted to say, didn't say, why I'm leaving, how the podcast is going to continue in the future, because it definitely will. And I hope to be back from time to time, uh, just because life's gotten busy. I don't know what my future in the podcast is going to be, but it's going to continue for sure. Mike, you're going to pick that up, aren't you? Hell yeah. It's The podcast is not dying. I am unfortunately too dedicated to winning so before we get too far into it mike how are you doing what are you drinking well, i'm not gonna lie I'm a, I'm I'm a bit sad but uh well just how we began i guess with you is how i end i'm drinking some buffalo trace got it had to go to two different stores to find it but it was fitting what about you nick how are you and what are you drinking <laughs> uh again i'm uh i'm pretty sad as i'm drinking some four roses I went to liquor cabinet, tried to find the thing I started with this podcast with, and surprise, someone drank it all. So <laughs> I wonder who that could go to be. the backup. Yeah, you know, police are working on it. We're not, we're not really certain what happened, but it, it's gone. So let's talk about the podcast, Mike. Let's. I want to talk about how we started this podcast. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were both drunk watching the snowfall and decided it'd be a good idea to start a podcast. Just about. I remember fire was dying. We had a whisper because our buddies were asleep and it's kind of an open sleeping arrange. And we were laughing, making dumb jokes, just talking shit. And I was saying I how... I, you're, the place we were at reminds me of like the old British hunting lodges and people talking, discussing ideas, and you and you saying how you love just sitting around the bonfire talking about, you know, dumb shit's that, and it just blossomed from there. Yeah, and I think that's really where the idea of backyard philosophy came from. It's because, Mike, we both went to college, but most of the intelligent conversations I've had didn't take place in a college campus, but took place around a bonfire I don't want to say with like-minded people, but the people willing to have a conversation about what was actually going on, ins and outs, pros and cons, people who knew things. And I almost wanted to, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I wanted to create like a a mix of philosophical debate with a little bit of, you know, micro people on the ground kind of idea of what's, this is what we want to happen. This is what's happening on the ground. Just kind of get an idea of, of the truth and kind of combine some science in the way that a lot of podcasts aren't. I mean, it's easy to pick up, you know, any podcast and listen to them, but I feel like we did our best to read the scientific journals. And, and then also if we knew someone talked to people on the ground to try and get an idea of what was actually happening and what's different from academia, because if anything I know, it's that academia is vastly different from operational practices. Couldn't agree more. I was also really proud that so many podcasts are very niche and they stay in one lane and they never diverse. But we've we've always indulged our scientific and curiosities. We've always found sources and 
made jokes. We've, we, like you said, Nick, talk around the bonfire, like talk how actual people talk. Yeah. And I think that's, that's my favorite part, Mike, is that we were willing to read the articles and get the data, but we were trying to present it in a way that people can understand. And we also wanted to make jokes that people would understand. Like, obviously we probably dated ourselves just through this podcast, but we are Austin Powers, Monty Python people. <laughs> <laughs> and and those are that's kind of the comedy we wanted to bring to this. And so as serious as our conversations got, we no one's going to listen to just, okay, very few people are going to listen to just someone rattle off numbers and, and data. But I, wanna, I wanted to be able to learn and laugh at the same time. Oh, how many times have we come across a paper and we've read it and we just went like, well, this is stupid. Oh, all the time. The one that comes to mind is uh, my mini I did on deer crossings. That was like, I wish if we had like a full time and we were doing this together, we were working in an office, I could just turn to you and be like, you see this shit? <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking stupid. These idiots. I still remember the one you told me about hemp, how we're still using the paper written in 1917. <laughs> for modern data about hemp growing. I'm like, are you, is no one else seeing this? Yeah, literally no one else is seeing that. And that's what we wanted to tr- bring is like, look, we're all busy. How many how many of us have time to go sit and read scientific articles? Uh, apparently not me. <laughs> bad example. But yeah, we're basing a lot of our data off of stuff over 100 years ago. I mean, that's that seems like we should, I don't know, update that. I also, my favorite is reading the sample sizes in scientific articles. We surveyed 10 people. (laughs) It's like we found that 97% of Americans have X, but we surveyed 10 people. So the goal here is not to dissuade you from reading scientific articles, even though we had a whole episode about why that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But Nick, I have to say, I also loved... How in our, I haven't really seen this in any other podcast, but of how we tried to come up with solutions. Like we gave it the good college effort of throwing out ideas, what would happen X, Y, and Z. And just like, I don't know, we're doing space colonization on how we would do it or, or de-extinction. Or if we brought back humanoid creatures from de-extinction, would we eat them? Just those questions and solutions i it was just i'll be honest nick it was really fun to have someone listen to my crazy ideas and not just shun me away no it's i i enjoyed that too because i I, one of the things that that's probably one of the things i think that separates us from other podcasts is that we were we didn't just list problems i mean probably the first half the episode we listed problems but we also tried to come up with solutions and not that they were great solutions but fuck there were something yeah i would say that kind of sums it up pretty well it's like we might not be the best ones but we're all we got but it i'll be honest nick on just a personal level i mean you're one of my oldest friends and obviously we all left our home state as soon as pretty much we could and we all went very different directions so it was it was not it's i'm gonna miss talking to you once a week, having some drinks, having some laughs, sharing dumb memes with each other, making jokes of how I can't speak and how you always talk about treats. I'm severely going to miss this. 
I'm I'm also very sad and I'm second guessing my decisions, but I yeah, it's been a it's been super fun. So I I just love I love talking to you and and talking to everybody and just kind of seeing you know where everyone stands because like especially I mean if you've listened to the podcast you know I have a strong lean towards ecological episodes um and so it's really interesting to me especially because you're not in that realm so the questions you ask help me answer questions that probably normal people would have (laughs) but it's just like so far beyond the realm and i think in probably hopefully the same way for the science okay not science like i'm thinking of time crystals right off the bat (laughs) i mean yeah you you made me step up my physics and analogy game so much well because i didn't understand it (laughs) (laughs) no i i i think we were the perfect balance like a third a third a third a third overlap like we both have same kind of morals same kind of humor but we both go different routes for our interests yeah Yeah, we definitely diverge since uh we met each other you went more into the material sciences and I went more into the ecological sciences. And I think, I don't think you could, anything could show that more than just our episode list. <laughs> <laughs> you have it starting off invasive species versus space mining. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's very stressful doing this podcast. I'm not going to lie, but it's, Nothing, anything fruitful needs some stress, needs some hard work to do. And I, man, it's really sucking. It's kind of hitting me now that you're, I'm most likely not going to be, I'm definitely not going to be able to talk to you every week. And most likely we will grow farther and farther apart because this was like our main communication way. Well, Mike, I, I wanted to run down our list of episodes and just maybe say something about them or or each of them and just kind of maybe something we didn't say um i if you have i don't really have anything to say about invasive species but i want to talk about space mining unless you had something on invasive species no if anything i would have to say invasive species is very similar to our most recent argument in atlantic versus pacific if when it comes to certain creatures you gotta prioritize you can't win everything Say so space mining is the episode where I really stepped out of my area of expertise. Probably one of the episodes where I stepped most out of my comfort zone, but learned. I, I'd say if if I had to narrow down to one episode where I learned the most, it'd probably be space mining. Interesting. I don't know which episode I probably learned the most from. I learned. I'll be honest, Nick. There's nothing I. There's not one single episode where I didn't learn a lot, and it like every episode has changed my perspective solely in changing who I am. I just looking at the episode list, like talking about nuclear waste, I still think of that bacteria you told me about that can eat nuclear waste like that. So uh, I'm super glad you brought up nuclear waste. And this is where one of our episode number six, one of my favorite episodes because one of my buddies who works in nuclear waste disposal texted me and was like, yeah, that's pretty much exactly how it goes. And I feel like that's not something that the media gets right very often. That's wow. That talk about a gold star. Like 
to have someone in that field say, yeah, no, that's that's about accurate from two novices. I would say that's that's high praise. Yeah, that 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 was kind of like I was like, all right, fucking game on. We we, we know what we're doing. <laughs> Let's talk about one of the episodes we had to re-record the wildfire episode. Oh, God. I got a little bit too drunk on the first take. And we started started contemplating my own mortality. Don't recommend. So I, I do. I will have to say before we continue up the episode list. Um, I do pretty much most of the editing. And uh, <laughs> hearing Nick twice in that or three times it was uh it was a lot it was a lot wildfire is dangerous and i love it but yeah we're not that that's that yeah coral reefs was sad but actually that one gave me a lot of hope because there's a lot of innovation going into it yeah coral reefs is pretty cool i the the thing i took away from that episode was the black coral reefs that like no one's ever really done too much studies of that was really cool i had no idea we had all these dark coral reefs in the north atlantic mike (laughs) free will that's the episode that probably fucked me up the most well because that fucking sucks that one (laughs) i have complicated it keeps me up at night still i try to think of loopholes of how to prove free will and that one that one did emotional damage (laughs) That one, that one really, uh, yeah, that one sticks with me. That's a, that was like a nightmare realization episode. So a lot like AI. Yeah. yeah. Well, AI, luckily that was my kind of field and I kind of saw a lot of stuff that you may not have seen before, or at least on the cuss order. So that was a little bit more easier for me. I do have to say, I did love our birth order episode with each child uh birth birth the younger the younger younger the sibling the more likely they are there to be gay i for some reason still remember that mom's gonna have a daughter no matter what happens <laughs> and i also love how every astronaut's either been a firstborn or an only child don't argue with data i guess one of the i, I don't know this is one of our first minis the election of 1800 is my mini I really love that one just because everyone talks about how this is the most divided the country's ever been. Like, no, this election almost destroyed the country. Like, this is the most divided we've ever been. Like, this is it. And and I think that look on historical, like, what was going on, and and we talk about how divided we are. It's like, no, we're, we're not. We're about to literally break apart a country divided that's not... It's not the case. It's m- m- the most divided we felt for sure, but the most divided the U.S. has been never. I will have to say, all the mi- the the idea of mini episodes was your idea. Was it? I think so. I think as we were doing full, and you said, "Hey, I got. Why don't we do like a one-off episode of a short story or something like that?" Because it was because our first two mini episodes were Halloween, so I think we wanted to do something Halloween based, but. We didn't really know what to do for a full episode, so I think we did minis. Oh, this that reminds me of that meme I sent you. It was like, hold on, this whole operation is your idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I think fulls was more my idea, but I think minis is a hundred percent. I think you started it. Yeah. Well, okay, that's 
I did because I wanted to talk about the tragedy of the commons, but I didn't want to. It's not a full. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't a full episode. And I did like that one because it's a very important philosophical argument that's used in pretty much everything. But I didn't know a way to relate it to people in a way that would last an hour. So I think that's where we started. So maybe it was. Yeah, that's probably right. It's probably either that or um, the Roman politician, uh, Quintus. um, Quintus Cincinnatus. Quintus Cincinnatus. That's probably like. Pour one out for the homies. One of the greatest people to ever live. But just, I mean, I'm just looking at the list of how many times like we've laughed. The guard donkeys, meth trout, uh, Jack Churchill, uh, bouncing bombs off dams, the Spanish Inquisition. If humans had a rutting season, like we. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> we were never scared to go down anything. And I have to say, my only biggest regret is we didn't try to get more guests on. We only had a few guests. Who knows what happened? Yeah, the problem the is socialization. <laughs> and uh, we're not that good at that. Yeah, very true. And I also don't think people realize how much has to go into each episode. Like, Nick's not doing this because it's, you know, only three yeah, hours of let's, his time. Let's talk about why we did this. And and like we said, we, we discussed this, but I wanted to, me personally, I work in forestry which is a very hot button issue. And I wanted to spread a little bit of my knowledge about forestry to the general population, as well as wanted to just learn things. But that that's kind of why I wanted to do this. Mike, what, what made you want to record, research, and edit all these episodes? There was a mistake taught to me when I was growing up. Most parents say to their kid, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. I misunderstood that as a child. I thought I could do everything when I grew up. So I became a jack of all trades instead of a master of one. And I just loved tons of interests. But it's hard to do that. It's hard to drive. It's hard to get deep in the weeds. And it's especially hard to do it when you're by yourself. But having someone with a different background and different ideas and discuss and i mean all knowledge is self-evident like you all learn it your knowledge the true knowledge yourself and i'll be honest this podcast has definitely taught me far more than public education system ever did well that's not it's not a high bar but continue yeah it's um see episode whatever number of education. <laughs> i've always been curious and it's for the most part, my curiosity has been a detriment to me. It's made me spread too thin, too many hots in the coals. But this podcast was kind of uh, a funnel, a vice. It, it it gave me the opportunity to explore all these different avenues, all these different ideas, but still have a structure. And that was extremely nice to be able to explore without bounds, but still be grounded. So, Mike, I'm going to the next episode I want to bring up is probably my favorite episode of all time, Living on Mars. I loved that episode because it was so my job in real life is I grow trees. I grow trees and I have to look at competing vegetation, soil, all this stuff. Living on Mars allowed me to do that 
in an environment that never done before and to dive so far deep into the soil, Martian soil, sunlight, all that stuff. I learned a lot about growing trees, but I also learned a lot about Martian soil. If I had to say my favorite episode, it'd be living on Mars. That makes me very happy as a space person. Just off the top of my head, probably my favorite episode is an episode that you came up with on the whim that turned into a full. Oh, fuck. Which was the art versus artist. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say China. No, no I do no. love the art versus artist argument. That was one that was of my favorite. One. That that's probably is my favorite because we were both just enough liquid courage in us to spew ideas, but it to me, it honestly felt like we were in the time of Socrates and Plato and Timus and Creus of just discussing ideas of like what if and blah 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 blah. Like it was there was no wrong answers. They were just throw out and see what happens. And I I mean, I personally learned a lot about myself of how I visualize the difference between art and artists. And that one was just no structure, no plan. It just happened and it that was that was one of my favorites. I really enjoyed that one. That one, and that's where looking back now, maybe Backyard Philosophy wasn't the best name. That's what we were striving to at the start. So the we had a, a few different names tossing about, and I thought Backyard Philosophy was fitting because I wanted to recreate that moment we had just talking ideas around the fire and that I've had with a bunch of other people staying up late, everyone else has passed out, just you and one or two other friends talking like really in depth about a subject. And that's kind of where backyard philosophy came from is we, we wanted to bring that to, to everyone. And, and I'm glad that that, I'm glad we brought that at least to you, Mike. Oh, that, that was, that one was probably my favorite episode it was just so natural and it just felt it really did just feel like sitting around a bonfire talking on it and just someone happened to hit record it was just it it just seems like the stars aligned so well but if i had to do with like a like a structure one i i would probably have to say probably might be reincarnation i'll be honest probably any pseudoscience one has kind of been always my favorite ones where there's a touch of reality, but a lot of unknown behind it. Those are always just so fun. Because I'll be honest, Nick, there's been a bunch that we've done that's kind of on the sadder side. But with the pseudoscience one, it's almost like things can be, but there's a slimmer of hope somewhere. Speaking of things that could be, Mike, I want to bring up my favorite mini episode. Oh, boy. And I am gracious that you indulge me on this one. What if humans had a mating season? Oh, that I was a good one. I thought that was hilarious. That was probably one of the most outlandish ideas we've discussed, but what a wild what if. That was probably one of the most fun minis to record. Yeah, that was that was definitely up there for one of the best ones. Um not it, it might sound a bit egotistic, but I was really proud of the Tiger Hunter one in Siberia. And I was really proud of the British one making bouncing bombs to go off the water to blow up German jam, uh, German, German dams. And and here's the thing that I, and this is, okay, so I think our biggest weakness as a podcast is our social media presence, and that's that's on me. And time. Um, <laughs> time, that's, all, that's on me. Time, too. But 
I think as a storyteller, I think you are definitely the storyteller and I am the listener. I try, when I do stories, like for the eggnog riot, you had a fucking poem, you had names, uh, it was, you're definitely the storyteller and I am more of the, the fact teller, I feel like. You have more of a, you can build suspense and create a story better than I can. Well, I would say you're definitely better with your words, especially for the full episodes, because I stumble over myself, because I try to get the ideas out as fast as I can before I lose them. But I'm thinking of like when the dogs were skinned, when they're trying to make a clock going across the Atlantic Ocean. Like that, you you telling that story, I remember crying, laughing so hard. I had to mute myself. Or, or, or one of my favorite quotes by Mark Twain, he said, I want you to imagine yourself a moron. I want you to imagine yourself. Oh, my God. I died. That's just just good research. That's all that is. You have such a way to my funny, like, funny bone. And it's it's so funny since we've, I mean, obviously, we were good friends beforehand. But now that we are forced to talk, we're not forced to. But now that we interact for hours on hand, we just got to a little bit more of our idiosms, a little bit more of our tells and what what would make the other person laugh a little bit more and you you hit some of them straight on the head like uh, uh like um like you would you would tell me things i never knew about like tree graphing and that just blew my mind when i realized that was a real thing like that that or or how we talk about modern lights it's it's just amazing it's it's just and- i'm still upset there wasn't a luddites page on reddit <laughs> like that was upsetting to me. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you've opened my mind to so much different biology and trees. Like I would never have known there are different types of photosynthesis for different plants based on them. It's like there's like C type, C one, C two, and C three type. I would have mm-hmm. never known that stuff without you. I would have never known like your soft woods tend to be ones that are green all year round. Your hardwoods tend to be ones that lose leaves. I there's so much biological ecological knowledge gained from you that is valuable and irreplaceable to me well i'm glad you brought that up because i i want to talk about the episode that i was most proud of an episode you were most proud of but the episode i was most proud of is the early episode is a mini i did philosophy of the forest which documented the philosophy of forestry in the united states and that was something that Probably got zero listens, but I was really proud of the work that I did to put into that to get those zero listens. Uh, but what what Mike episode do you think you put the most effort in? What episode do you think you saw the most reward? What episode were you most proud of? Ooh, I would have to say the most I put worked into is explaining any of my physics ones. So either. Hydron Collider, States of Matter, um, uh, anything physics-wise, uh, Max, uh, Maxwell's Demon, because I have to change the way I speak. I have to make, I have to explain it to a person who has no knowledge in it. And I grew up with the philosophy is if you're able to teach it, that's the only way you know you truly know it. And that was hard. It's like uh, Entropy. I remember for Maxwell's Demon, Entropy gave me... I spent 
three days and I and I called, I think, five of my college buddies to try to come up with an analogy for entropy because entropy was just one of those things like, yes, but no, it was it was just so hard to put into words and define for everyone to understand that that one I put so much work or states of matter that that one that turned into a two parter that one that I easily put 40 hours into it. Uh, that's counting, editing, uploading, making images and stuff like that, not just research. But but Nick, I'll be, I'll be honest. We put a lot of work into these things and we never expected anyone to listen. And I was actually surprised that we actually got some people to listen to us. Yeah, let's shout out the... Uh, the Norwegians. The Norwegians, our number one day one homies. Uh, yeah, Norwegians, since the very beginning have been consistently listening to us once a week. It might not be the same people, but by golly, consistently. And we wouldn't be here today if it weren't for you Norwegians. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Was and it the same? We weird... want to say, fuck the English. I hope I hope that appeals to you. Don't know more. I thought you were going to say the Dutch. I can stand with everything. But, but I don't know. It was weird to me, Nick, because I honestly thought we would get four listeners. like, And they would be people we know. I was never expecting to get a couple hundred listeners a month or occasionally a thousand a month. And I was never expecting strangers to listen to us. No, uh, same thing. I was expecting my friends from college and maybe some random people, but that, that's about it. It was it, it was so exciting to me when me and you would go back and forth just saying, hey, we got this country this week. Hey, we got this country this week. We've... We've had listeners from all over the world, and that is mind-boggling to me. How two high school friends who grew up in basic suburbs, traveled different distances, one went south, one went west, still were able to connect and connect with tons of people in the world. It's, by golly, Nick, I'm proud of what we did. Speaking of proud with what we did, what episode do you think you laughed the most at? Ooh. I'll start you off. Mine would be the dumbest political quotes episode. Oh, that was a big one. That that one made me that when both both oh god that was that was a big one. I I'll be honest. There's a lot. I've there's not been one episode I haven't laughed except for maybe the trafficking trafficking episode. That one. You know what episode I might have laughed the most. It might have been either out of the dark ages or the rituals of bearing people because we just kept making dark jokes and those are straight up my alley. What about the Spanish Inquisition? I I actually was disappointed with that episode because we had a guest and I our guest was not prepared and that's kind of on my my end. So I was a little disappointed with that. Uh, what do you think if we were to start a brand new podcast today? Do you think we'd continue doing what we're doing? Do you think we'd focus on history, focus on technology? What if we were to start brand new? What what do you think our outlook would be towards? Well, honestly, I think if we we're going to start brand new, we would probably have multiple podcasts. I don't I don't think we're a one beer kind of guy. I think we like to change once in a while and I think we hit perfectly because this was a project we had complete control over. We could do whatever we want. 
And we kind of did that. And I w- I'm happy with it because we touched everything, history, modern problems, science, uh, philosophy, we just what ifs. We talked about politics even. I never thought we would ever do a politics episode, but. Yeah, we started off not doing, not wanting to get into politics. And we didn't really, we didn't take any sides, but I mean, we took our own limited government side, but we didn't take right or left side. Yeah, I, I am proud of that. We always, no matter what episode, try to come very neutral and to see both sides. Don't get me wrong, we were definitely opinionated, but we were open to hear both sides. Do you know what episode really surprised me? What's that? The Fez episode. Oh, I love that episode. I don't know how you talked for 40 minutes on the Fez. That was incredible. I I just didn't realize how much Fez had to deal with the history of the world. And it it's I don't think it was forty minutes. I think it was like thirty minutes. But well, it was a thirty. It was twenty nine minute episode. But we definitely oh yeah, really and then we cut yeah that. cut stuff yeah. I don't. It's just thing like again. That's why I was so appreciative of you to have on the podcast because like I find some of the dumbest things on earth super interesting. I I remember talking about lava lamps and how they fix the internet. I'm like, he's gonna get bored of this. But you never did. You're like, what the fuck? And it. it well, that's pretty fucking weird, Mike. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, they're they're weird, but it's so like, I remember, um, I remember doing the honey war one, like the border, like uh, mm-hmm. the sheriff kept capturing the other sheriff, and and then, and then the bunch of a bunch of the militia found a deer, shot a deer to hell, and then left. And you're like, that's the most midwestern thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, like it's just you're always willing to hear the stories and indulge my interests which is very uncommon as in case you haven't realized i'm a bit weird no i've realized that (laughs) but i like to do i mean i we both have similar backgrounds but it was interesting to get your take i mean one of my favorite little minis was just the american gun laws minis and we didn't really bring politics in we just talked about the history of it and it was nice to Literally just talk about historically, just look at historical anecdotes and see how we came from where we got to here and not have to get too deep into the politics of it. You know what episode I just got reminded of that's up there for one of my favorites? Your dueling episode. Oh, that was fucking fun. That was that was so much fun. That was so grand. I'll I'll be honest, there's I think I think the Spanish Inquisition is the only episode I was kind of iffy on. I'm I'm just very proud of all of our work. I think we did our best to provide a entertaining, interesting, podcast. entertaining but also informative podcast. Yeah, God, we got to bring back duels. Yep, but I'm I'm gonna miss you, my friend. Well, I hope to be back from time to time. I I hope so too. Hopefully, I'll get super rich and I can just convince and pay you to come back. Well, that's the dream. That That is the dream. You know what's the weird part? We've been doing this for nearly three years together, me and you, and we have not been paid once. Yep. <laughs> and we've, I mean, we've bought microphones, an RSS feed. We've, uh, it's, our hobby has uh, been a really interesting one. I do have a question for you before I tell the future of the podcast. What's been the biggest thing you've learned doing this podcast? 
And I don't mean fact. I just mean in general. I think for me, to give you some time, was how much was always hidden behind the curtains and people just never looked. Like recycling was a big one for me of how much the world doesn't actually recycle. And it's all public knowledge, all right there. Just no one cared to read the literature. No one cared to actually know. And that was that was eye-opening to me. It also taught me a lot how to research because obviously I was I liked storytelling. I liked to do research. I did good in school. But this was kind of different. This was to dig and do the truth, almost like a bit of journalism. So that was probably my biggest, was to dig a little deeper and find the truth and how things are not always as they seem. I think the biggest thing I found out is, and not that I didn't know this going in, but it just kind of reinforced it, is every argument is good from what side you're coming from. Like, I look at, like, dams and hemp, and it's like all these episodes we did, there's no, like, there's a lot of reasons to do a certain thing depending on where you're coming from. So it's not like we're all arguing against a good or bad idea. It's just it's a good or bad idea depending on what side of the argument you're on. And it can benefit or dis- or be detrimental, you know, whatever side. And I guess I just kind of reinforced it of more of that. And, and also, I mean, simultaneously how important, but also how not important scientific papers are. <laughs> yeah. Just want to get your opinion before you disappear forever. You know what also I found doing this podcast? Of how much the news cycle is late on something or how new a technology is, but actually how old it is. Like, where should we have cities? Egypt is moving its capital city to a new city. And that's now just making the headlines. And we did that two years ago. We It's, it's also amazing how... I don't know if this is a conspiracy or me just going crazy. Uh, how I feel once we release an episode, two weeks later, someone else releases an episode mimicking exactly what we just did. Yeah, that's always a little disappointing. That that one that one that one hurts a lot because that's that's a lot of time we spent and someone steals a bit of our thunder. But yeah, but for the future of this podcast, it's not going anywhere away. It's going to change a little bit, though. No longer will you have the back and forth of Nick and yours truly. But it's going to change a little bit to more of the minis type with storytelling. Telling of how things work, a specific item, a specific theory, or history and science of, hey, this is what's happening. This is what did happen. This is an adventure, a treasure lost, a king a warrior a weird animal a weird race it's gonna be a little bit more of the storytelling type and hopefully it'll be trying some new things of trying to get guests on to get other opinions and stuff like that and hopefully if we get very lucky nick will come back for an episode or two but i want to get it past the three-year mark at least and go from there and see if people keep listening I enjoy this podcast. Well, I'm sure everyone's not listening just for me, so I I don't have a, any doubt of that. Oh, I, I imagine if we never taken a poll, if I had to choose, if I had to make an educated guess of the fans, fans is the wrong word, of the people's listening's favorite, I would say you're probably the favorite in the polls followed by me. I, I'd, I'd agree to disagree on that one. I uh, After doing 
a bunch of interviews for hiring people. I feel like, uh, well, 50-50. <laughs> little column A, little column B. Yeah. I will have to say, this has also made me much more comfortable to my voice. Because I, I think it's just common for everyone to kind of hate the sound of their own voice. But after God knows how many hours of hearing both me and Nick talk, and me and Nick talk about the same conversation we were already in, uh, it's got me quite comfortable hearing my own voice. I, I assume it's probably the same for you, Nick. Yeah, still not a huge fan of my voice, but what are you going to do? <laughs> but before you give your final words, I do want to say, you're one of my best friends. I can't imagine. I still don't believe that you actually did this with me. I really thought you were going to say I was crazy and go away after a couple episodes. I did not, in 10,000 years, would never bet that you've ride along with me this far. And this was just an absolute blast. And you will be dearly missed. Well, as you like to say, Mike, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very sad to leave um i hope to fill this time with more learning just a little bit of a different type i'm uh i'm extremely grateful for anyone who who did listen to this podcast uh, once again shout out to the norwegians uh it's uh it's not easy to walk away from this and i hope i'm not walking away i hope i'm just uh pushing everything off on the mic for a while and then come back every now and then do all the fun fun stuff but that's uh that's kind of the plan and i i had a great time i've learned a ton i don't regret doing this it was super fun i encourage anyone who thinks this is something they want to do to don't quit your day job but start start doing this and talk to mike sounds like he needs a (laughs) co-host nah but once again thank you guys for for listening and before we get out of here mike what are you reading damn hitting me with the nostalgia well, uh, <laughs> I'm reading uh, Dante's Divine Comedy, and uh, huh, slowly, slowly we descend into hell, <laughs> alone in the dark. I shall walk through the valley of darkness. What about you, Nick? What are you reading? Physiological responses in conifers. So, same thing. I will have to say. This uh, new direction the podcast is taking for a while. We'll have probably a lot less trees without you. I imagine so. And Nick, you know I'm a bit of a sentimental guy, a bit nostalgic. So I found a, found a poem for you that I thought, um, well, captures us pretty well. It is Dear Friend by Grinnell Willis. Dear Friend, tis hard to say farewell, and harder yet it is to tell, in parting words, how strong the tie we sever now in this goodbye. We all shall miss thy gentle grace, thy willing hand and cheerful face. No other friend thy place can fill. Through absence we shall claim thee still. God bless the work thou hast begun and guard thee in the years to come. And when thy heart is weary or alone, come back and rest in thy home. Mike was using a poem with God in it. What the fuck? <laughs> eh, gotta protect i mean i'm reading dante's divine comedy i gotta gotta cross all my t's and dot all my eyes i don't want to say goodbye it's not goodbye it's temporary leave i'll be back from time to time anytime 
the, the government passes a ridiculous bill, I'll come back. Something no research. <laughs> we'll be there. All right. I'll hold you to it. You hold the government to it, so you're. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Goodbye, my dear friend. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.